Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey guys, how are you? I hope that you're having a great day. Look, if you didn't listen to part one of our interview with Amy Stockstill, I hope that you'll go back and listen before you dig into part two, which is what you're about to hear right now. I want to jump on and say that I'm really excited for you to hear this. If you can, take notes. But if not, lean in, listen. I know it will encourage you to use your voice. Um, And you can find Amy, you'll hear at the very end of this, at Let's Echo. She is awesome. So wherever you're at, I hope that you lean in and focus. It's totally worth your attention, and I'm excited. Part two. Here we go. Very powerful. And in the Jewish culture, I've been studying the Jewish culture because Jesus was born as a Jew, lived as a Jew, died as a Jew, was raised back to life as a Jew. And so if you want to get to know Jesus better, get to know the Jewish culture. Mm -hmm. And the way that the Jewish, the ways that Jews learn to this day is that they sit around a table and they debate with each other. And that is the way that they learn. That's the way that they, their spirituality is shaped. I can hear people like, or feel people getting hives on the other end going, oh my gosh, sitting at a table and debating. Oh my gosh, no, please hide, hide. Scares me. Yeah, I know. But it scares us, honestly, because we don't want to be wrong. And that's, uh, that's a lot of our issue as women. And here's the thing, going back to social media, I see the women in the world this is what's so interesting to me. The church has silenced women, but Satan has released women full on. And you see women with their own TV shows in politics, celebrity who are saying the most foul things. And they are, they are not silenced at all. They are not held back at all. But then you have Christians that are full of the Holy Spirit that have Jesus living on the inside of us. And we have been so tamed and so trained to sit back. And we're really the ones with something amazing to say because we have Jesus. Mm, but the world, so the world has been released. And you know what? I think it's because we we're afraid to be wrong. And I just, if you're still listening, I want you to know when you speak for God, you've got to realize you are going to make mistakes. Mm. You Mm. are going to say things that are not doctrinally correct because you don't know all the doctrines yet. You are going to say things that are theologically off and that's okay. As long as you're always moving forward. And as long as you're always learning. And as long as you're willing to say, you know what, a year ago, I spoke out of what I knew and now I know more. So I'm going to improve what I'm teaching. Oh, that's so good. Amy, I needed to hear that because that, that too is the really not letting your pride have the microphone. And I I think I, I see, I saw a big shift just personally relating to that so much about a, probably a year ago, I'd say maybe a little less. And Mm-hmm. I mean, I, st- I all the time. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm saying. I kind of know. I mean, this is scripture. Like I always say when I'm speaking, I'm like, hey, well, that's yeah. scripture. But I really, yeah. I, I think the Lord really asked me, he said, clear, okay, we're going to make an agreement. And an agreement is something where it's like, okay, an agreement also on the other side of agreement equals action because it's mm-hmm. not an agreement that's supposed to lay dormant. And he said, if you have gaps, I will cover them. 
but you have yes. got to take authority in the place that you are. And that was a yes. big change for me. Is like you said, just going, you know what, I'm going to make mistakes and there are so yeah. much that I don't know, but aren't, I'm so thankful because I probably would not study or worship or talk about yeah. <laughs> that I could comprehend, you know, right. and, and I'm, I'm not coming out of the gate saying, Hey, I have all the answers. I know what's up. It's just, Hey, I, I know a God that's worth talking about and pursuing. And I, he loves you so much that we have to talk about it. You know, yes, <laughs> it, it's so true that, you know, right now in the world that there's so many voices and, you know, I was just thinking, why do we feel or why is it that some seem like they're the ones that we listen to or tune into, even though we know that they're not right, or it feels like there's just so much pressure. And I think it's just because those are so loud. And I feel like there's this connotation that the louder something is, the more presence that it inherently sh should have. But a lot of yes. times it's not it. Don't you think? Yes. And what I have seen sadly, and which is why a part of why echo is, is moving forward and, and training women is that I see a lot of Christians shrinking back in order to build a platform instead of speaking up and speaking hard truth in order to build disciples. Oh, mm. I and if we, didn't say that that is so good. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, so many people are so focused on that Instagram number that we're like, God did not, the great commission has nothing to do with building a social media platform. It also has to be ripped away in five seconds. In five seconds. And are we building disciples when we're pacifying them? No, we're not. And I'm going to like, if, if social media goes away, I am still discipling people through Let's Echo. And that's what I would really love to see everyone that I encounter. I and mean, that's what I'm really passionate about is strip away social media if no, if no one strip away the internet strip away online stuff take it all away who in your life in your face in your home are you discipling that's what counts in heaven not anything having to do with the internet not that you can't disciple people through the internet or, or I, I don't believe that you can actually disciple people through the internet I, I do want to make that clear I think you can encourage people through the internet I don't think that you can disciple people through the internet yeah. Because discipleship is relational. Discipleship and I think that's hard for, I think that's hard for people to, you know, because I do think, you know, and we both use social media to, um, yeah. you know, to, uh, uh, that's part of using your voice that, you know, you talk about let's echo, but really like the, and I remember you saying one time talking about just like you, you, if you want to go wider, you have to go deeper and depth mm -hmm. is not, depth is cultivated through intimacy. And so th that relational aspect um, you know, too. And I think there's, there's only so much, even if we do, you know, I, I ask myself, okay, take away the likes and really, I mean, praise God. I really, a lot of times, if I go down that rabbit hole, I'm like so deep, I could, I could seriously have a picnic and lay a sleeping bag and I'm, <laughs> it is not good for me. So I really yeah. just try and post, roll on, you know, engage yeah. with my, and, and, and be encouraging, but it really can just be one of those things. It's crippling you know, and, yeah. and you really start to equate your value to whether, I think a question that the Lord asked me recently and he heart checked me so bad. He said, is someone else's ability to realize the value? Is that what dictates it? Like if, mm -hmm. if somebody does not recognize the value of something that you offer, does it change the price? No.
Right, right, right. But that's so hard because too, I mean, so much of our culture is based around, you know, other people's realization of, of the gift that we're walking in, you know? Um, and I just love how, you know, I think being unapologetic is so necessary and, and the culture, I think it's, I think our world is yearning for that kind of truth. And I don't think that, I think the world's never really known what it's needed half the time. The Lord's grace and mercy just lavishes like crazy. Um, but it, it is so hungry for that. And so yearning for voices that are saying, I love I love Jesus and I love you enough to not care if you fully like me in this moment. Um, yeah. And that's hard, yeah. you know, I think too, speaking, speaking hard truths, obviously I, because of the way that my dad trained me, it gave me a good start, but also I had many people in my life speak very hard truths to me. The amount of times I've been corrected, rebuked, disciplined, um, it has been a lot. And I know what it took for me to change was people speaking hard truth into my life. Now, I also know, and this is going to be true for every single woman who uses their voice. I'm not everyone's cup, like favorite flavor mm. and not everyone is going to like me, you know, yeah. so I, but that's not everyone's not, into Cajun. Ain't not everyone. Don't into you Cajun. know? Cajun is too spicy for some people. And that's really a good indication of my feistiness is too spicy for some people, but some people love it. And that's why we're all uniquely different. And that's why we all have different voices so that whoever you're meant to reach and however those people in your audience like to learn and like to relate to God, they can do that with you. Mm. I might not reach your audience or, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes, audience is not going to like me, but I'm not Bishop T.D. Jakes. I, I don't need to reach his audience and, and I don't need to reach Christine Kane's audience and whoever we, uh, uh, you know, subscribe to Stephen Furtick, whoever these big name people are, I don't need to reach their audience because they're reaching their audience, but they're not going to reach my audience. And if I don't reach my audience, they might just sit there. Wow. Yeah. When I think what you're saying too, so are you saying that if someone's listening and they are saying, okay, well, I'm going to stay here because that's already happening, that that excuse is null and void, right? Yeah. Like they don't get to say, well, she's already talking about this, so I don't need to, or he's already doing this, so I don't need to worry about that. Or, you know, um, this is already happening. It's no, no, no. Your, your brand of what exactly you have in your heart and your character and your gifting and all of that packaged in the way that only you can do is not something that can be recreated. So you don't get to use that excuse. No. And I think, again, I think a lot of times if we would take the, the thoughts that we have and just for play and for practice, if we would just flip those around, because we know that the enemy can only lie. He's the father of lies. And when he lies, it's consistent with his language and his character, because that's all that he can do. And I don't think that we attribute our thoughts enough to the enemy's schemes. So, so I'm just going to like, take this, take the fact that you think Amy's are, say in your heart, you want to train women communicators, but you hear this, or you look at echo and you think Amy's already doing that. Why would I do that? Just play and practice flipping that and saying, well, if Amy is doing it, I can do it too. That means there's an audience for it. 
that means there's a need for it. I see the wind of God on it. So instead of just accepting what the enemy would bring to us on a silver platter, which is always to stop, to kill, to steal, destroy. If he comes to us in our thoughts and says, you can't do that. Someone's already doing that. Well, flip it and say, but because someone's already doing it, maybe that's proof that I should do it. That is so good. It's also so countercultural. Yeah. Because it, I mean, seriously too, it's like, wow. Okay. Cause if I, if I do that and I really flesh this out and I really, and I really actually realize the root of it, there's going to be some accountability on the other side of that because it's like, wait a second, that is not what my heavenly father says. And just like you said, no. I love that you're like, wait a second. So if Amy's done it, that means that I can too. That yes. is such a different <laughs> mindset. And I think it's so powerful because I think there's so many people that are sitting still and it's not that they do have those desires, but they've remained desires because you know, a fear or like you said, being wrong or, um, this already exists or a comparison, Mm -hmm. or I want to start on top of the mountain. I think there is some of that. I want to start on top of the mountain. I want to have a big, if I can big, build a big audience, I won't have to work as hard. Uh, Whoa, that's a, that is just totally (laughs) not the truth. It's like, I, I think that's hard too, is some people don't, people assume that, you know, it's like, look, if you have a gift, you have to work at it. Like that doesn't, gifting just means like a, you know, a natural, natural inclination or something that, you know, the Lord gave you a surge on, but does not mean that you, I mean, that you are not going to have to train every single day and work hard at what you do. No, again, I think if you flip the script on that and you just play and practice with let's, let's do the opposite of that. To me, If you have a God-given gift, you are obligated to work harder Mm. on it than if you didn't have that gift, because that's what God's entrusted you with. And I'm always, I think most of our problem, Claire, comes down to the way that we think. That's why Christ says, you have to have the mind of Christ and wash your mind with the water of the word of God every single day. And if you're reading the word of God, there comes your boldness. If you're reading the word of God, there comes your purpose. If you're reading the word of God, there comes the wisdom that you need. Ask and it will be given to you. If you're reading, if you're afraid and you're reading the word of God, there comes everything that you need comes from reading the word. And a lot of times we want to sit back and kind of I hope this doesn't step on too many toes, but we kind of want to whine and complain exactly like what I was doing about not having a mentor. Yeah. And, but if we're in the word every single day, that is going to renew our minds. And if you're sitting back afraid, read the word. If you're sitting back nervous, read the word. If you're sitting back comparing yourself to other people, read the word and wash and ask the Lord, Lord, as I am reading your word today, wash my mind, renew my mind, give me your mind. And he will. I, I think that's too, it, it, I, when people hear that, I feel like they think, oh, that's just, that's just too simple. Um, it, it's, it, <laughs> first off, it's not, but it, it, like the advice, uh, knowing that it's so, it just baffles me and I'm included in this, in this scenario. So I'm not making myself where I'm like, oh no, I've, I've learned and I always do it but how many times we toil and try so hard and strive 
to figure something out. And God's like, will you read my word? I will empower you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's baffling to me. I'm like, here, oh my goodness. I mean, I truly need it tattooed on my forehead so that when I look <laughs> in the mirror and I'm like drying my tears, I'm like, oh, I need to read the word. Okay. Oh, there's oh. my answer. You know, um, it is. I think which, we do overcomplicate almost everything. Oh, of course. Well, and I think we overcomplicate because, you know, including too much of ourselves in the equation and, and we yeah. complicate everything. And yeah, he really is um, black and white about a lot of stuff. And, and when there's gray, he's clarity, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. And one of the words that we talked about recently from the focus devotional, uh, the one word a week is worship. And I always love when you share about the unique ways that you're seeing the goodness of God and how you are pursuing them. Um, even like with your bike rides, I mean, these practical ways that I love seeing you say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to worship you in this unique way. I'm going to get out. I'm going to like be in nature, but I just love hearing this because I think it also encourages other people to, to establish healthy rhythms and, and see worship in a different way. So is there a specific way that you found yourself worshiping lately or one that you thought, you know, or as you think about 2021 that you'd like to heavily pursue in the new year? Yes, actually, I, this was a really big relief for me because I'm a, I'm a creative and I, I would not describe myself as disciplined. <laughs> My husband is extremely disciplined. So he gets up at five in the morning, he sits in a chair, he does four worship songs. He's very rigorous and, and um, scheduled out. I am not like that. So, but I, I kept being down on myself. Like I'm not worshiping enough. I'm not I'm not worshiping correctly. I don't, I'm not using the right songs or I was so down on myself. And then when I, I realized I love being active. I love being outside. I'm just going to go for a bike ride. And those times of worship on my bike were like life changing. Mm. So for all of those that are listening, your worship does not have to look like anyone else around you. And it, right now, I'm in a very busy season because I have Echo Weekend coming up, which is our four-day weekend. It's really what I started Echo with. And um, I am, when I work, I promise you every day when I open my computer, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, would you take this workday as worship unto mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Would, would, would you take my meetings as worship? Would you take my Zooms, my 18th Zoom for the day? Would you take that, <laughs> you know, would right. you take that as, as worship? And when I'm, um, I, I got an iPad and I started, um, I can procreate, you can use a little pencil now and you can draw yes. and I have been using that. And I, that's really even now, like we go to prayers, um, like a hour long prayer before our church starts on Sunday and I will sit in prayer. I'll sit in prayer and worship and I will draw out what I'm hearing from the Lord. And I used to feel really bad. Like I can't open a computer in the church and in prayer, I'm supposed to be praying. But if I'm praying through my creative gift that God has given me, that counts. I think we always, we want to discount all of it really we're like we're not praying good enough we're not praying hard enough we're not focused enough in prayer we're not focused enough in worship we're not we so beat ourselves up and it stops us from worship and i think that if our whole life is devoted to the lord then grocery shopping for my husband even though i hate it can be worship unto the lord that's right yeah 
everything, lifestyle. Like I love that you say, it's almost, okay, Lord, I'm offering the, my series of meetings today. And so that's going to affect my attitude. There's now accountability on the other side of that. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to look like you. I'm going to respond with patience. I mean, yeah. all these things, you know, I mean, it, it really is, but seeing it as a, as a, I love too, that you mentioned with, you know, even opening your computer because really everything. And I think, you know, we're, we're computers a thing uh, when disciples were like, no, <laughs> but like if they were, I think some would probably use Procreate, you know, um, I, I just think that the Lord, like the church, like you said, a while, you know, at the beginning of this interview is that should be the most creative and engaging and, and kind hearted and aware and innovative. So all of these ways of worship are ways of, of doing that and pursuing it and, and looking like, okay, no, like we serve Jesus. We know what's going on. We, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I actually just recently had this idea um, because there's so many women in ministry that are so lonely. It's like women in ministry are the most lonely women in the world, which is so sad. Uh, and so I've been praying about that and um, actually this month I'm hosting two different, I'm calling them like meet my ministry friends. And I'm just gathering a bunch of random women in ministry, small group, like only having 10 of them. And I'm doing them in different cities and we're just going to have a dinner together and we're going to worship the Lord together. And that's what I'm most excited. Like you asked, what, what am I going into 2021? How am I worshiping the Lord? Gathering women in ministry and giving them a place extending the hospitality and the gift of gathering women to those 10, I'm keeping them to 10 women. That's really what I'm most excited of how I'm going to worship the Lord. Oh my God. Can you do one of those in North Carolina? I need to come. I would love to. I, 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 I yeah, to. I was going to say, we need to make that happen or I can just, I'm just, yeah. I'll just fly. I need to, um, <laughs> that, I, that is such a great idea. And it's, it's so, you know, every time that I talk about or, or post about or write anything about loneliness, it is like the, the, it is overwhelming, Amy, the mm-hmm. amount of people that respond. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's sad. It's so obvious and, and true in our, in our culture. And I think, you know, COVID has just added this whole other layer of, of isolation. And we talked about that, you know, before we jumped on about just how I think people are currently unpacking, um, how, it's affected them spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and not even realizing it until there are those, you know, times where you're feeling lonely and you're going, wait a second, what does this look like? Where, how am I supposed to, and now we're ingratiating ourselves back into this new norm and this kind of relative, okay, well, things, some things have changed. Some things are remaining as they were. And, and I just think it's so cool that you're creating this, this you're, you're initiating. And I, I want people to hear, you know, I feel like when we hear these different ways, we immediately pigeonhole ourselves into, okay, well, so now I need to create a dinner for women who are in <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying is you have your own ways and you have your own gifts and your own people that, that, that yeah. take initiative, you know, I love that yes. about you. And I, I want people yes. to hear, to take initiative wherever they are to do what they can with what they have, because it, I love how God shows up in that. I think we think it's ministry for others. And I've seen for my own self, even say like with this podcast, that it is so care for our own souls it, we're, when we are in the midst of doing it because he's, he honors obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love, I love that. And yes, I definitely think you should do one in North Carolina. I will, <laughs> I will help you. Let's make we, will, it happen. we will talk about that after we finish this interview. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do want to close up with uh, two different questions. One, I just love this question. I ask everybody because I think it reveals so much about you. Um, and I just, 
I just like hearing people's answers. So what are you most like, or what quality do you find yourself focusing on or hoping that others see in you? What quality about Jesus do you really hope that you reflect? This is my favorite question that anyone has ever asked me on a podcast, by the way. I love this question. I love that. (laughs) I love this question, but it really, hospitality, I mean, I, again, I've been studying Jewish culture, and if you study Jesus and every interaction that he had with women, he showed a huge amount of hospitality and a generous lifting up of those women. He Mm -hmm. took them in, he had conversations with them, and he always lifted them up, and that's, that's what I would love to reflect the heart of Jesus is it doesn't matter how many followers I have. It doesn't matter how many speaking engagements I have. It doesn't matter how many friends I have. There's always room for one more. There's always room at the table. And it doesn't matter if you feel shameful or you feel like you're discounted or you feel like you've done too many things, or if you feel the opposite of that and you're prideful and you feel like you're, you know, doing great. I I always want to lift women up. I always want to be approachable and warm and connecting women to the network that I have because I feel that every woman should do that for each other. Oh, that's so good. And I mean, a big thing that I always really want people to understand is that Jesus is all inclusive and that's Mm -hmm. so interconnected to that. And, um, I just love the hospital. There's so much intentionality with hospitality that you have, you know, but I just think, you know, and I see it in you. Um, you're a great example that being hospitable also brings so much joy. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like an avenue to quickly, you know, a surge of grace and, and to, to be able to extend that and to be generous. I love too how the Lord multiplies when we show up mm-hmm. in that way. Don't you feel like he's done that for you and you showed up and, and opened your doors or in your heart that he has brought the resources and brought the people? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I started Echo Week in 2017 with me, myself, and I. I picked up every person. I taught every session. I did every coaching. I cooked every meal. That, that was four short years ago and with six girls in my, in my home. And now in December, we're going to have, we kind of oversold it, but we're going to have 28 attendees and 11 team members. That's amazing. So, <laughs> God has more than, more than uh, returned to me what I have given out and which only makes me want to give more out. And, and so I am just so honored. I mean, God has gone above and beyond with what he's done with Echo so far. And, you know, I, I believe that if we truly start, if we would promote the small numbers, like we promote the big numbers, and if we would be just as hype and feel like God has our back when he brings six women together as when he does 30 or a hundred or a thousand, we'd start flipping the script. We'd start, Mm. we would, we, we would start doing more because instead of there a pressure to only do it, if it's big, what if we only did it, if it was small, would God Mm. be just as pleased? Would he be more pleased? Those are like questions that I'm always talking with God about. I hope everybody pauses this. And I mean, because seriously, I mean, you're challenging me. And I think because in any capacity, somebody can receive this and and apply it to where they are. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it changes the game. 
It changes the yeah. game for how we show up. It changes the game for what we offer. It also changes the game for what God can deposit in us because yes. we're so white knuckling and focused on those other things. God can't even put in our hands what he wants to. And I yes. just, I love that you just said that. I think that is awesome. And there's so much release in that. Um, even hearing it, you know, it's like when you hear that, you're going, yes, amen. And then you flesh <laughs> it out and you're like, okay, it's a little more difficult than I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even practice that, you know, like if girls that are listening that want to start a business and say you, I don't know, have a sticker company, well, say you do this huge launch and you sell four stickers. Well, usually we would be so embarrassed. We would never tell anyone that we would, it would be like, oh my gosh, it's so small. What if you had like a huge party because you sold four stickers and you said yes to God and four people have beautiful stickers that have scriptures on them? Oh my I mean, gosh. This- <laughs> what if the victory was the bravery of you stepping out and not about yes. how it's sold? Yeah, that's just, and too, yeah. I, I, I've seen so many times that people are, are watching in those moments and our response to what is perceived disappointment speaks volumes. And I think that is an opportunity for us to say, Hey, but did you see what God did? That is what I'm focused on. I don't know if you missed it, but I saw four (laughs) stickers, Uh, (laughs) but God came through for me and I I, I made $2. That's right. Yeah. I'm last, I'm at one last story. So I know we're wrapping up. No, you're good. This year we moved here to Florida and I told the Lord, because the Lord really cares about celebration. I mean, he's yeah. like, he has seven days for feasts. There's lots of feasts in the Bible. He is a celebrating God. So I told the Lord every year, I'm going to celebrate what you've done in Echo, no matter what it is. And I'm going to have a party. And this year we moved to Florida and I didn't know anyone. And I was like, I told the Lord I was going to do this. So I'm going to do this. So I threw a party. I put I mean, I threw a party, like a hundred people were coming and like six people came. And that morning I was walking with the Lord and I was like, you know, maybe I should cancel it. Only six people are coming. And the Lord, uh, again, he corrects me a lot. And he's like, well, are you throwing, are you throwing this party for other people? Or are you throwing this party for me? Like, what if I'm the only one that comes? Will you still celebrate with me? And I said, yes, Lord, I will. So we threw a party, like six people came and it was awesome. But it took me being like, you know what? If a hundred people come, I would celebrate just as hard. If six people come, I'll celebrate just as hard. If it's me and my husband in this big old room and just Jesus comes, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. That's right. (laughs) I love that. You know, and I, that's something that I, to be honest, I struggle with celebrating, I think my, I tell myself it's like achiever mentality and sometimes I, mm. um, it's like not enough. And I think that yeah. is, um, I, I know the Lord corrects me often in that and he'll go, whoa, 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 no celebrate, stop, pause, recognize <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you need a praise. You need a, you could do a praise yeah, break at did. every <laughs> moment and it wouldn't be enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I yeah. just think that's so awesome. And I know the kind of parties you have. So I know that it was a bash and it was a bash, girl. Um, there's no one, yeah. no next year. I will willingly celebrate what <laughs> the Lord's going to do and let that go. Um, yeah, I do. I do want to close up with asking you, um, and I ask this question as well. I just so obviously the name of the podcast is Let's Be Clear. So I want to ask yep. you, Amy, and just from uh, Let's Echo, but also just personally, if at the end of your life people said yes, Amy, she was adamant that blank. What do you want to be clear about? in your life? What is kind of your, your banner that you want to walk out with? Hmm. 
that's a heavy question. Yeah, that's a heavy uh, question. I'm like, I have 11 statements. Can I release all? Yes. (laughs) I'm asking you because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have have so many, so many values, but if I had to really, if I had to really boil it down, it would almost be what I would want to be known for as well. It's just, I'm adamant because I'm a speaking coach and a speaker. That's really a huge part of my life. I would be adamant about treating people with warmth and kindness and being approachable as a speaker. I've encountered a lot of speakers who, you know, get certain platforms and they become just mean and ugly. And as, as a speaker and as someone who believes in the power of women's voices, what I would really, what I'm very adamant about is, being kind, no matter what, being inclusive, no matter what, having hard conversations with grace, no matter what, um, and taking the responsibility of using your voice very seriously. Hmm. Yeah. Cause life is short. I mean, it, yes. it, it, we're, we're, uh, it's going to be just us and Jesus soon. And he's going <laughs> to say, Hey, so what'd you do with that? You know, and it's yes. not, you know, we, we won't get to give him our list of excuses because he's fully aware of this. Um, no. I love and that's, that. That's the picture that I think of so often is I'm before Jesus mm-hmm. alone, me, myself and I, and I am, how many crowns do I get to lay at his feet? Oh, wow. That's the picture I'm constantly thinking, like how many crowns, how many jewels, how many praise, like. Cause I don't want my life's work to be, Hey, wood and stubble, you know, like yeah. I want jewels so that I can, cause nothing I do is ever going to match what Jesus did for me on the cross, but I, I could try. Yeah. Well, and living in light of knowing what he did on the cross. I mean, it changes everything that you, everything that you do, yes. you know, and having that type of eternal mindset. I mean, that's what the devotional that just releases all about was setting your mind on things above, like practically yes. and, and authority and with authority. How, do, how do we do that in our daily lives? Like, what does that mm-hmm. look like? Um, and I think a lot of times too, we're like, Oh yeah, Jesus, you know, we're going to stand before him. And, you know, we don't get to say, Hey, well, can I bring someone up with me? Because I want to talk about what they did. And I was, uh, you know, yeah, or I get to blame them, um, for the reason why I didn't make oh, news. And snap. that's, you know, that, that's, that's hard. It's just us and him. And, and the sooner that we can have that, that mindset and constantly keep that top of mind, I think that I, I guess feel like in the Christian community, we're scared to say the happier because it's not about, you know, but the happier will be, Yeah, you know, Listen, there's, there's scripture verses about God making us happy. So yep. I'd also like to flip the script on that. I do too. I, I'm, but- <laughs> I always say that I'm like, well, joy and happiness. It's not, yeah. one, of, one of them is not like the enemy gets no terrain on either one of them. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Claire, as we close up, I, I just want to brag on you. I know you don't do this to yourself, but I have seen you grow and step out and conquer land and do it afraid and not know what you're doing for years now. And you are being such a beautiful model to those who you get to influence of just saying yes to the Lord and tr- and just stepping out and seeing what what happens with that and he's blessing you with books and day spring and your business and so i want to say that i'm so proud of you for using your voice 
not only in the written word, but now with your podcast and speaking opportunities. And I know that's been a place in the past where you've been nervous to step out, but for sister to sister, way to go. Oh my gosh. Well, that coming from you, that means more than you will ever know. And I still, I know I've not been able to attend Echo because I've always had scheduling conflicts, but that's been mm-hmm. a big thing on my radar that I really want to do. And um, like you said, do it afraid, but you are, you know, you encourage me to do that, to, to use the stones in my hand to show up and, you know, to not, like you said, like we've talked about, to not care who gets the credit. And, and in that God is so glorified and mm-hmm. he's so, I just, I'm, I am, constantly amazed at his grace. I'm like to everyone listening, I I know Amy and I know her heart and her story and I know myself and the really parts that you don't probably know about me quite yet. And (laughs) if God can use us, yes, he said like, he, he can use you. He is using you. He will step out, be brave. Like he's got your back. He's not you know, I always think about that scripture. Like he's not withholding wisdom from those who seek him. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's faithful in that regard. And he, and he really, I think right now it is so important. It is so important to do the next right thing that we know that God's asking of us and to really, to trust him if we're the lily pad or if we see the mountain, but to do mm. show up where he's asking <laughs> of us. So thank you for being, you know, such an example of that. And I want to ask you last question or actually two more. Is there a way that we can pray for you myself and anyone listening? Is there a certain way we can pray? I know you have echo coming up. Um, but any other, yes. Yeah. Anytime anyone asks me for prayer, I am very quick to say my husband and I've been married 10 years. He's a dialysis patient. So he has some health stuff going on, but we have been praying for twin boys for many, many years. So any opportunity I get to get prayer, it's always the same twin boys. I love you. I love that. A, it's so specific. I can 100% do that. (laughs) And B, I love that like you are uninhibited about asking for that very, that is so powerful. Yes. Twin boys, we will definitely be praying for that. Everyone listening, you heard it. You can pray for Amy and Joel and twin (laughs) boys. I love it. Um, And two, as we close up, um, is there a certain place that, you know, people are interested in attending Echo if they you know, have feel like the Lord's calling them to speak or really, really you're what you're saying is, Hey, everyone has a voice. So where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? Tell us, tell us where we can see and do and hear all those things. Um, I'm very consistent, like posting every day on let's echoes Instagram and that's let's echo.co. There is no M. And also you can find out all about the echo weekend on our website it's let's echo.co again there's no m and you can follow along with us on instagram on our stories and things because we will have echo weekend if you just want to see what echo weekend is really about we're going to have the stories going on the whole weekend that's december 3rd through the 6th and you can just get a huge peek into what we do it's a four-day weekend with very hands-on practical training customized coaching several opportunities for you to speak and get coaching live feedback so you can follow along with us on let's echo.co i love it oh my goodness well amy thank you i can speak for myself and i believe many others when i say that your wisdom um your deep wisdom and your grace and your desire to speak truth um it's obvious in your words and i just can't wait to see how the lord continues to use you and i absolutely can't wait to personally attend echo and i will tell everyone about (laughs) it and let them know how awesome it is Um, But before we close up, 
I just want to say that um, I'm really, really excited for what God has in store for you and, and grateful for your friendship and, um, and just for, for helping me be brave. I think as when we are brave, we help other people be brave. And when yeah. we use our voice, we see other people walking and using their voice and going, wait a second, that's in me too. So you do that so well. And so I am grateful. I'm grateful to know you and to that we're real life friends and just that you're such an inclusive <laughs> and kind hearted person. So thank you for being you and give Joel our thank best you. and let him know we are praying for twin boys and twin, um, boys, baby. twin boys. There we go. And I will be talking <laughs> to you really soon. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your podcast and thank you guys for listening. I pray that you were encouraged today to go out and use your voice. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon, friend. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.